You're listening to the Niles Main District Library podcast, January 17th, 2019. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Niles Main District Library podcast. I am your host, Jabez Patterson, member of the digital service team here at the library. So our goal for this podcast is to help you get to know your community better. And we are going to do that through future interviews with library staff, local leaders, and more. We hope to feature more programming as well. We will be interviewing Susan Lipke, the director at Niles Main District Library. Susan discussed her journey in becoming the library and shared her perspective of being the director as well. Welcome, Susan, to uh, the first episode of the podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad to be here with you. Good. Happy New Year's. I hope New Year's was great and the holidays. Yeah, off to a great start. Good. Anything exciting? Just a good family time. Good. Lots of good food. Good. So my first question to you is how did you become the director at the library? Well, I kind of worked my way up in the world. I uh, started my career at the Chicago Public Library and worked there for five years. And uh, I think working at a branch of Chicago Public is a great first job because you get to do everything. It's a very small staff, so you might be the children's librarian, but if there's nobody else there and somebody comes in with a business question, you got to answer the business question. Or, yeah. or if there's somebody, if you got to have things shelved, you got to go shelve the books. And so you get a view of the whole library and how it all works together, which was a great start. So then I started here working part-time in the children's department and just kind of became the supervisor, became assistant director, became a director. And, you know, my heart still kind of lies with children's work because I love kids, but I like getting the big picture on things again, too. Good. Um, What made you, like, decide, like, I want to be a children's librarian? I'll be honest with you, it has always felt like a calling to me. It just always, they are interesting to me, they are entertaining to me in a way that, quite honestly, grown-ups very often aren't. Right. You know, I I don't get mad at kids, and I know that it's, everybody's not the same way, because I know that some people, kids get on their nerves totally. Absolutely. But I am the opposite of that. They usually make me laugh. And I like to kind of get taken out of myself and laugh a little bit during the day. So it just always felt like the right fit to me. I love their books. I love them. They're just interesting to me. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you. Um, Before I became um, a technology teacher at my current school, after going in undergrad, I was like, I never want to teach kids. (laughs) Because they're like, they're loud, they cry instantly, they don't behave. And I'm just like, nope, that's not my thing. Yeah. And then after two years of being in high school, wanted to change, and I'm just like, all right, let's see what happens with this current school that I'm at, or this uh, current position, and I love it. It's just yeah. like, you're a kid 24-7, any silly thing that they do, they instantly laugh, yeah. and then the whole class is ruined because they think Mr. Patterson <laughs> laughed at it. You can relate with them easily, yeah. and then it's just like the impact of just their learning. You can see yeah. it instantly, rather than um, yeah. the bigger kiddos. I, I totally get that. I, I think um, I think all of the work we do here in the library is sort of mission centered. I mean, there we're all working toward good goals and helping people and all that things. But it's just so visible with kids because right. you see it so fast, and it's very satisfying too. Absolutely. 
So, before you became a librarian, did you have like any career goals? Or just like I, any? I did actually. I, I, I envisioned myself being a writer. I, um, I went to journalism school for my undergrad. I had a journalism and English degree together. And, um, and I realized fairly quickly in journalism school that I just was not tough enough for it. You know, you have to really be willing to get in people's faces and ask hard questions and pursue them and not always be nice. And I just, I was too soft for it. It was just not my thing. So I actually ultimately became a book reviewer, so I still do writing. That's good. But, um, but that kind of writing suits me better than, um, than I, I just was not cut out to be a journalist. I'd still love to write a book, but I don't appear to have the attention span to do that. So. It's so you always have time. To well, like, I'm not dead yet. So. No, it's like right off time, or just like save like personal notes or diaries yeah. and just store it to the side. Uh-huh. Many authors just like make that a book. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's always possible. It could be. Um, do you have like any? Do you have like a greatest joy of being the director here at the library? Well, my greatest joy, I think, is just when I come out of my office. And, you know, where I'm spending my time doing all the grown-up stuff, looking at the spreadsheets and planning the budget and working on strategic planning and all of those things. And then I uh, get to come out in this library. Sometimes you just come out and it's popping. It is yeah. full of people using the library to live their lives and learn new things and come to programs. And it's just full of energy and life. And it just feels like we're such a central part of the community. So that's that's my biggest joy, really, is coming and seeing that all the work that I do on the spreadsheets and the budget and all of that stuff comes to fruition in the fact that we have this fantastic place for people to come and learn new things. Absolutely. I would definitely say that um, I'm proud to that to see that the library is like consistently busy throughout every aspect of the library. Yeah, children's is doing great things. Teens, uh, librarians doing great things for their um, community and local partnerships with the schools. Us in digital service has like multiple programs that we offer that's yeah. not yeah. fully technology. Adults are doing great. Yeah, there's so, just stuff going on all over, and all the yeah. outreach that we do now, and it's Absolutely. just, it's great. It's, yeah. Good. Let's transition to more of a funner questions instead <laughs> of, like, strictly library okay. and stuff. So, if you could be a superpower, what would you be? Uh, you know, that's a hard question for me, because I think I don't have a good enough imagination. Maybe I need an imagination superpower. But um, I think what I'd really like to be able to do is just understand things really, really well. I, I just like a superpower of discernment where I could just look at something and get it, you know, yeah. right away. What makes a person tick or what's the situation here or, you know, and, and, you know, in a movie, that would be the most boring superpower ever. But in my life, that'd be fabulous. Oh, that would be fabulous. It'd be it's very just like boring you don't... a movie, though. No, it's... No I just, cares about yeah. like, but it just it's you know it's hard to, it, it, you you do so much better when you can kind of understand where somebody else is coming from or Absolutely. you can figure out all the things all the dynamics of things and if you just had this bigger picture it'd be so cool right you're just um, what's the better word of saying this you're just like you want to help people understand yeah. Like, yeah different things and that's and I want myself to understand right so more. it's it's like a yeah. win win situation for everybody right. well I hope so. Absolutely. Well, I'm so hoping so. I'm going to that superpower store right after work and Absolutely. see what I can get. Absolutely. I always wanted to like either 
these are two weird superpowers that I have. One, just instantly just going through my pocket and just picking up cash or just getting cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be a dollar, it can be five dollars, it can be like, oh, it's like a magical. Just say, for instance, like, oh, someone's short like two bucks to get yep. on CTA. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be like, oh, this amazing uh, not-for-profit that's doing great work in the city that needs, like, X amount of dollars. It's like, here you go. go. (laughs) Um, That'd be great. Absolutely. Or another thing, just, like, being able to just, like, supply water just, like, on the the fly. Yeah. Because water is just, like, super... It's, It's shocking how water can just do so much for just anybody. Yeah. Our planet, for food, plants, humans. It's sure. just like, it's essential, but we don't think about yeah. it as no, an we, essential no, we, tool. Yeah, we take it totally for granted. But Absolutely. Yeah, I think increasingly that's going to be a thing we all think about a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, what is your, let's go with, did you ever have like a celebrity crush growing up in your teenage years? <laughs> oh, sure, lots of them, but which are all you know kind of embarrassing now. But you know, I, I can tell you that my, there was a show on when I was a little girl called uh, shoot, no, I can't remember. Here come the brides, cheesy title, right? It's, and there it's was cheesy, but and there was the young no the young guy who was just like movie star handsome with long wavy hair. Yeah, and, and I loved him. His name was Bobby Sherman. He was my first celebrity crush. So he's probably like dead now. Oh but, no! Well, I mean, <laughs> it was a long time ago. So but. like our 2019 Bachelor. On, yeah, yeah, just yeah. He was so romantic. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, who oh, could it be? Oh, gosh. What a great question. Wow. That's a toughie. Uh, wow. Right now, I'd love to hear from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I just think she's had the most interesting life, and she's having such an interesting life now, and she's um, she's just so smart and powerful, and, you know, the fact that the day after she broke her ribs, yeah, she uh, she still went and did her workout, and she's like yeah. eighty four years old. But yeah. she still went and did her workout. She just said, "Oh, just we'll just work on the legs today." Like uh-huh. what a woman! That's fantastic. And being a Supreme Court justice, of course, she has a great way with words, and she'd have so many great stories. So I think right now that's who I would talk to. And what year did she serve in the Supreme Court? She's still on. So. She's still on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm she's, sorry. Yeah. To my listeners, great. I don't pay attention as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, I, you can find out about her. She's really, she's just a teeny tiny powerhouse of a woman. Um, I think I only know maybe four or five on the Supreme Court. So, yeah, definitely yeah. have to. Well, and I don't know them all either. That's, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I would go with either MOK, Tupac. Powerful with words, and yeah, I'm not a yeah. wordsmith. Uh-huh. So if I can just spend yeah. like five or ten minutes with him, I'll just come out with like twenty new words. Yep. Um, who else? Gandhi. Oh, that's like good ones. Yeah. Yeah. If I had an opportunity for those three. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd yeah, be I gotta great. think about this some more. That'll be fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the last TV show you binge watched? Uh, we just finished watching the second season of The Good Place, which is our current favorite show. 
No. And what is good place? The good, to go the good place. It's comedy, but it talks. It kind of touches on deep issues. It's about this woman who has been a horrible person, and she dies. I think she gets hit by a bunch of grocery carts. Yeah. And um, and she goes to heaven. Okay. And and it's not exactly what she would have envisioned, but. She's like okay with it. It's like yeah. she's kind of a sketchy person, so it's like mm-hmm. well, okay. I guess I kind of landed on my feet, and then mm-hmm. it turns out it's not actually heaven. And oh, so wow. it's uh, it, but it's gone back and forth through the seasons, and she's with these three other people, and they keep starting over again. So they they have to get to relive their lives all over again and figure out where they are and change their behavior, and each time it's a little bit different, and all they all have real different personalities. So it's really it's just a really fun show. And it, but it still makes you think a little bit. It makes you laugh out loud. Makes yeah. you think a little bit. That's a great combo to me. Good. Well, what's the current show you're watching now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, we're still watching The Wire, which is terrible because it's been like I don't know 15 <laughs> years since it came out. But we're in season three of The Wire. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and that one I don't binge watch because it's really intense. And so fair enough. Yeah. So it's yeah. I, but I love that show. It's so well written. Good. I will have to watch those when yeah. I get time. Yeah. When you're not. In graduate school and working, and end up working another job, and yeah, yeah. all these other things. Yeah. I just finished watching like Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, I haven't uh, seen that. It's what's like the classic movie with the DeLorean, and they go, oh, Back to the Future. Oh yeah, 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 sure. So it's like Back in the Future for adults. Oh, fine. And it kind of fits into current times. Yeah. I won't describe it more because okay, it's don't like, give it away. Not just give it away, but it's like adult oh. <laughs> content. And not just, suitable. Not suitable, but unfortunately, my um, my eighth graders know what Rick oh, Morty is, so I'm just do. like, all right. Yep. I'm not your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm currently like watching like old like Gordon Ramsay shows. Oh really? Yeah. I'm just like yeah. something about that man just yeah. like entertain. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> well, you gotta blow off steam somehow. So I know. Some, like, so good I'm choices. Just, I know. I'm just like, I really need to watch better shows. <laughs> <laughs> Someday when your brain's not being taken up with other things. Absolutely. And then let, let's transition to some more like open perspective questions. Okay. Um, what do you think about the current direction of the library? I am super happy with the current direction of the library. We did a strategic plan a year and a half ago, and I'm working now on the second phase of that. And so we've been spending a lot of time kind of looking back and seeing what what we've gotten done, and then looking forward about what we want to do. And we tried really to turn our attention a little bit more outward. You know, with the last strategic plan, we had really had a lot to do with renovating the library and you know, making it a great place, and I think we succeeded in that, so now we're trying to think more about getting the library out to the community. And so I see a lot of that going on, and people, um, the staff just seem really energized by it, they're excited about it. Um, I love seeing, you know, we have some great new hires at the library that are bringing in, you know, their own audience of people, the stuff going on in the teen underground, while it's a little noisy, is, uh, it's really exciting to see all these teens who are really excited about coming into the library now. So um, we have just some great energy is, I guess, the, ba- the main thing I would say. But we're still, you know, taking care of all the people that we already always took care of. And we've got our programs for seniors. We've got all our technology programs where you're teaching people things. And so there's still a ton of stuff going on here, but we're also spreading it out and, and just um, helping people 
who didn't even know we were their library realize right. that we are their, actually their library. Right. Yeah. A lot of them think they don't have a library because they live in uh, unincorporated areas. Right. And so they just think, oh, I don't get a library. And actually, they're paying taxes to us, and we are their library. So we got to keep telling them that and yeah. encouraging them to, you know, come use us. Absolutely. It's word through mouth advertising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It keeps spreading the joy. Oh, yeah, all that marketing is great stuff. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. Um, if I was just, like, maybe 10 years younger, even though I'm still young, I'm just like, I wish I would take better advantage yeah, of the library. Yeah. You know, it's just like all all the events we have for all ages, it's just, like, great and it's just like we, we're kind of like changing, not so the narrative, but like the image of like yeah. of a traditional library. Like yeah. growing up, it's just like you gotta be quiet, like twenty four seven. You always gotta yeah. like do your homework. You always gotta like read in a corner, and that kind of like threw me away from libraries. Sure. So just like I rather just go to a Starbucks Absolutely. or stay in my room yeah. <laughs> and do my room. But now it's just like it's just like cool. It's like I can come in, play video games. I can interact with the librarian at moments. Because growing up, I'm just like, stay away from me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like these <laughs> giant desks that, that there are um, on growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that's and, funny. And then, um, like, the different classes that um, we offer. If I was just, like, in high school, I would love to do coding again. Yeah. 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 Because when I originally went to undergrad, I wanted to be a computer science major. Oh, yeah. And it didn't plan out because okay. I didn't have that strong coding background. Yeah. But now that I'm a little bit older and the more resources that we have and coding is more acceptable nowadays, it's just, like, it's a bummer, but... Yeah, it's it's good that I'm learning it now rather than later. So I'm glad sure. that the library is yeah, it's not too late. that that way. Um, is there any way we can improve our presence within the community or the city? I, I think there's always a way to do that. I think, um, but I think it really requires a lot of intention, and so that's why a lot of the focus of the next strategic next part of the strategic plan is on that. Yeah. Because you have to budget for it. You have right. to tell people it's okay to spend your time this way. Mm -hmm. um, you have to persuade the board that, and, and the board is actually a very forward-thinking board by and large, that um, that it's important work. That just, right. you know, expecting that only the people that live in close proximity to the library are going to come use it, is mm -hmm. that's, that's really, really old school. You need to, you know, let people know that there are things they can use in their house without ever walking through the door of the library if they just right. get their library card. Right. That we have all these resources for, you know, watching movies, listening to music, learning a language, taking a class. We've yeah. got all these resources where you don't even have to leave the library. So that's all the kind of stuff that I feel like people still really don't know. They don't Absolutely. get it. They, uh, they, they think that, you know, I can just buy things from Amazon and they'll arrive at my house the next day. But you can buy things, I mean, you can get things from us and, and then you don't have stuff cluttering up your house, you know? Right. I, th I think there's, you know, so so much potential that people just don't know about with the library. Absolutely. So marketing and uh, PR is just getting bigger and bigger, and I think we got to keep, keep working on it. that. And, and I, you know, every time I sit at the corner, I'm like, we need our name on the building bigger, because that's, that's my <laughs> other big dream. It's Absolutely. Like, you know, if, if they physically don't even notice that the library is here, they're just like, oh, there's a big building there, but they don't know who we are, yeah. they're never going to come in. All right, so. we're, we're not um, we're not filling our purpose in this yeah, exactly. small little area. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so my next question to you is like, what do you think the library should respond to the current uh, political climate, 
and social issues that are going on in our country and the community? Yeah, that is such a great question. And it, and it's a hard question, too, because Absolutely. because everybody, everybody that's interested in, in paying any attention feels really strongly about things. And, Absolutely. And they don't agree with each other. So, like... Um, I have gotten complaints from people both that are Hot Picks Collection, which is the collection of books that are the most popular, that people want to come in and grab right away, right. Um, that they're too liberal, right. and that they're too right-wing. You know? Absolutely. And that, to me, says in a way, well, then we're satisfying what we should be because, you know, you should expose yourself to other points of view. So Absolutely. So, I, you know, we try to have the range of opinion, and then we try to have programs where people can learn a little bit more about, you know, figuring out what is accurate information and things like that. Absolutely. And, and have all the information that's, you know, the facts behind things. Mm-hmm. Um, this, all the people in reference are really good at digging out information and pulling that up. But uh, but I think it's, um, it's hard right now because there's a whole new wave in libraries thinking of libraries are not now and never were neutral places. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm real conflicted about that one because... No, they they should not be neutral, as in only taking the middle side. Right. But I do think that it's um, that you have do you do have to represent both sides. Absolutely. And so I always like the phrase that you know I learned in library school, and people still say today, which is a good library has something to offend everyone. And I think you know I might not like this at all, but still it needs to be in the library because it represents a point of view. Absolutely. But, you, but I don't believe in things being perfectly balanced. Like if you have one, then you have to have the other. Right. And I don't think that you have to represent completely crackpot ideas either that are just like bad information. I think there's, there's, there are opinion books and then there are factual books, and the factual books need to be factual. Absolutely. So from what I'm getting is just like you think that libraries should not just be neutral in the sense like, oh, if we have these certain books that represents the right, we absolutely have to have something that's left. You're thinking of, well, we have to have these resources, not only just to have patriots or just people who are using the library, just have it as a resources, but to build like the all-round information that we can to represent yeah. both sides. And that's, right. Well, helping people be able to make choices for themselves and think absolutely. for themselves absolutely. is, I think, the key thing. But not easy to do at all. Definitely so. not easy to do. I yeah. mean, you you will eventually, like, maybe upset somebody oh, at yeah. some point. But yeah. in the end of the day, you're, you're not going to yeah. make everyone happy. No, I'm, and I'm okay with that. And I'm, that's same, fine. But I think our job is just to make sure that whatever patrons or users need, we have it at the resources yeah. in our hand. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with you on that. And do you have, like, any advice for future librarians or students that are, want to be librarians. Yeah. Well, I think that um, it's good if you can figure out fairly early on what kind of a librarian you want to be because um, because it, it's really, it's very different being, say, an archivist or being a teen librarian. Those yeah. are, they're both librarians, but those are really different jobs. Absolutely. And if you, and some people might just want to be a generalist, like I was at the Chicago Public Library, which it has its own appeal. Right. And if that's what you want to do, then great. So then you just get a little bit of everything. Yeah. But, you know, if you know, like I knew in my heart that I wanted to be a children's librarian, well, then by all means, get all the background of being a good librarian, but then get focused so that you right. can get really, really good at the one area that you're in. Right. But the other piece of advice I would have for anybody at any age being a librarian is to keep learning because 
every single thing that you learn feeds into your being a good librarian. Absolutely. It's background for the time a person comes up and asks you a question and it yeah. sparks something in your brain so that you know what they're talking about or you know you just you have the vocabulary and you have the understanding of what other people are learning about so that you can help them more. Absolutely. Yeah. No, well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We hope to have you back soon. I loved doing it and thank you for asking me. I want to personally thank Susan for being a part of the podcast, and I would like to thank you for listening to our first episode. We hope you tune in to our next show. Have a good day, everybody.